and welcome to Mojo for the Modern Man. This is your host, Ken Mossman, and today I'm joined for part one of my conversation with the incomparable Rick Tamlin. And in his first episode of Rick's, uh, he'll dig into his story, his, his making his way on his own path to becoming, as he says, who we are, becoming who he is. And he discusses how uh, when you finally realize how the world is judging you, this is a Rick quote, this is a Rickism, when you finally realize how the world is judging you, then you can move on, meaning then you can be free to live, as he puts it, fully out in the world. By the way, this doesn't just apply to uh, gay people. This is really about individuals living fully into who they are, you know, being fully out in the world. That's his language for it. Um, and it's sweet. There's a lot to this. Rick also digs into um, aging and sitting on creativity and uh, reacting to circumstances versus creating one's life in a conscious manner. So you can hear there's a lot to this first part of this conversation. Um, just a reminder, if you have not yet, please do subscribe to Mojo for the Modern Man on your favorite podcasting directory. And with that, Let's get into the conversation with Rick. Enjoy. Thank you, Rick, for joining me here on Mojo for the Modern Man. Of course, Mr. Ken Mossman. You know I adore you and I adore the work you do in the world. And um, yeah, good to be yeah. here. Good. And it's good to have you. So let's start here. What was it like growing up in your part of the world? <laughs> Oh my God, going up to the gro going to the growing up question. <laughs> what was it like growing up? Okay, gosh. Uh, well, I'm a New Jersey kid, North Northern New Jersey. Um, oh my gosh, it was. Um, well, I feel honored and and uh, somewhat blessed to have been come into the world into a <clears throat> into a system and a family that had enough funds to provide for me, and so we lived a pretty middle class, solid middle class life. Uh, it it was. Um, Maybe this is a reference point a little bit. It was Ordinary People-ish. Remember the movie Ordinary People? I do. From the 80s. Uh, that was an 80, it was an early 80s movie, I think. Anyway, it, it had this quality of, um, you know, it was, it, it was the 60s and 70s and 80s when I lived there, or 60s and 70s. And it was that quality of, um, you don't really talk about a lot. You know, you sort of do, you do life, you don't really be in life. And and I, and I'm curious when did you <laughs> when did you bump up against that you don't really talk about a lot. Uh Yeah, and I want to be careful. My parents my parents actually did like to sort of do the psychology talk and and they were they they did offer um cool contexts for living. Like my mom was a positive thinker person. And Norman Vincent Peale was sort of her person to go to in the in the space of of uh, providing some sort of a way to be in life better than just exist. So I wanted like my parents were were a pretty good voice of let's chat. Um, but I'm just gonna go right to it. Like I was I was gay, but I didn't know I was gay. But I kind of knew I was gay, and I didn't. So that whole topic was like foreboding. Um, so you know, there's the classic you know, moved out of the house, moved West, or actually went to New York city. I won't go into the long story, but you know, I think what you're asking is sort of like w bumped into 
oh gosh, life is not what I thought it was going to be. <laughs> yeah, and for I, sure. I, I well, it, it out. yeah. And I don't, let, let, let's not skip over too much of it because it's actually, it's, it's, it's important. I think it's really important. And that is, you know, cause you and I, I I've heard your story before and, yeah. and, <laughs> and, and, and there's bits and pieces of it that I think are, 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 are beautiful. And, and as a very good friend of mine would say the humanness of it and the human mess of it, as in mm. you, and <laughs> that's your, I'm quoting you. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because the, 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 it, it, it's not as simple as uh, I was gay and didn't know mm. I was mm. gay. That's a, that's a really important piece of your story. Yeah. yeah. It is. And we all have a version of, uh, you know, that the, sort of the, the quote unquote victim story. Yep. <clears throat> Some of your listeners will probably know that language. And, you know, and then we overcome it and we step into the overcome story. Um, yeah, I, I, what, I, I can comment, you know, there's the, there's the classic and it's tech, it's textbook movie classic stuff like came out, quote unquote, fell in love of the uh, a person and then was told not allowed to so it you know out of the closet in the closet um and that that was in the closet for probably five or six more years and then of course you know can't sustain itself and uh you know and that's you know it's it's that whole in service of of your work in the world ken it's that it's the deciding I don't know. I'm just trying to give it language today, but like I, it's deciding this is who I am. This is how I'll be. So be it. Let the world do what the world's going to do with it. Um, and I know this sounds a little, I don't know how this will sound, but the ability to, to be in the world and have the world vote at us is very challenging. And I don't even want to say the word judge anymore, but we vote, right? Good, bad, good, bad, good, bad, you know? And, you know, to come out as a gay man, I'm just one gigantic target for, you know, good, bad. And what I loved about that moment is when you finally realize how much the world is judging you, then you can get on with it. Yeah. Unpack that a little bit. When you finally realize how, how much the world is judging you, then you can get on. Yeah. Unpack that. It's, it's, it's like, then you're free because it's like, okay, this is me because you're already judging me. I might as well give you something to judge. You know, we actually admire people who are fully out in the world, right? I mean, this, this whole word I use in my own work in the world is coming out, like whatever out means for people with your work, with your message, with your creativity, you know, Lady Gaga, I mean, that woman is out, right? Was judged as a kid. Her story is, you know, in high school, they thought she was weird. And then she didn't even go to college. She just, but she was, you know, a dedicated talent and stayed with her talent. And, you know, we know how that story ends or that how that story is going on. How it continues. Yeah. How it continues. And we admire full permission. We admire full onness, Right. And um, I don't want to get political at all, but, you know, there's, there's good and bad in the world. I'm not going to go there right now, but the, the political candidates, the, the full permissionness is still inspiring, whatever side of the aisle you're on. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, oh, look at them go. 
you know, I had opinions on which side of the aisle I'm on. I'm not going to go there now, but it's like, wow, look at them go. Yeah. I want to underline what you're saying because it's, it's, it, 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 it's so, it's one of the ironies, if you will, or maybe it is a paradox. I'm not sure. I think it's one of the, one of the ironies of our culture. And, and I love the way you put it. You know, we, we, we so admire those who are, who are fully out. Yeah. You know, and if you look at who, you know, who we put on pedestals, well, we put the performers, the Lady Gagas, the Pinks, the, you know, the fill in the blanks. Yeah. You know, uh, the, 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 the Tom Cruises who, you know, get out there and do their own ridiculous, uh, you know, amazing stunts. You know, those are the ones who are, you know, they're, they're at the top, oftentimes at the top, certainly in, in the entertainment world. They're, in the they're entertainment the system, in, yeah. Yeah, they're at the top. They're at top of the the right. the the food chain uh, in that regard. And you know, we we buy their tickets. We go to see them in the movie theater, and we sit there and we we watch and we're like, oh my god, you know, how yep. do they do yep. that, and how cool is that, and how cool are they? And then we go back and into our schools, and <laughs> et cetera, and say, well, you know, uh, you know be that but only be so much of that yeah, and right. you know maybe you want to turn that down a little bit so you know y y you do such great work out there around this and yeah like you know how do we rectify that how do we hold that mm -hmm. well i will <clears throat> i don't know i don't even know if it's a how question it's more like a I, I'm being influenced by my age these days and I've, you know, I can hear it. I can hear my parents and me and I've heard some other folks who are kind of in my age bracket. The, the older you get, there's less to lose quote unquote, you know, mm -hmm. it's like, and, and there's also less, there's, I'm 60 and I'm going to be 62 in mere weeks. It's like, Oh God, there's less time in front of me. So I better get on with it. So the, there, there's this quality of like, what's holding me back from whatever it is I want to create with my life or do in my life or go for, or the book I want to write, or like they're, 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 we're, we're sitting on creativity is how I like to look at life. People are sitting on it. And, you know, the work I do in the world is like activating ones. What is the thing I want to create with my life? Not even necessarily what do I want to, what do I want to create in my life? But what do I want to create with my life? You know, simple, simple word difference. But it's, you know, I, I believe this is my thing. Um, we're born as creative geniuses. We come into the world. We're here to create. Period. And that's fun. Like, create a baby. That's fun. <laughs> Hopefully it's fun for most people. <laughs> right? Create a family. Hard days. But it's, you know, it's like, oh, that's, it's, it's fulfilling to actually create and see things we create. And I mean the tangibles. I'm just getting into the tangibles. You know, we all want the quality of life, like freedom and all that good stuff. I'm all into that. But we also love to go, uh, you know, I created a coffee mug that the world uses. And isn't that cool? So I, I, I don't make it too simplistic, but I don't think we give ourselves enough permission to go, what do I want to create? Rather than just get, I mean, I, the distinction for me too, are you creating life or are you just sort of getting through life? 
you know, we've heard this language in our space. You and I hang out in the same space. Yeah. Well, and for those who don't hang out in, 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 in some of the Mm. spaces Mm. you and I hang out, you know, uh, let's unpack that a little bit. Let's unpack that a little bit. Yeah, I know. You're you're reminding me that I, yeah, yeah. I'm saying things that are like, oh yeah, right. (laughs) I I swim in the water and I don't even notice I'm in the water. (laughs) That's okay. I'll call you back to describe the water. So yeah. So let's describe that. Let's describe that the cre- creating 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 life versus creating or versus well, I, kind of yeah. doing it or flatlining. Yeah, I I think it's um and I mean no I mean no disrespect to this. I just think it's a distinction about how to live life is you know, are are you managing the circumstances? Is one managing the circumstances? And that's a full-time job for most of us. Like kids and school and COVID and get my kid like, Oh, and make money. And, you know, that's sort of managing life. And for many of us, that's the full-time job. And then we forget, Oh, wait a minute. I actually can, I'm in charge of this thing. You know, so it's a reactive, it's a reactive way of living. You know, the circumstance happened. I respond, right. I wake up, I watch the news, I respond. And, and, the consciousness shift or the, the, the conversation shift, both, let me, let me underline that. It's both a thought inside my head, but then it's also a conversation I have with other people. And it's a little simplistic, but spending hours in my day on what do I want to create with my life takes time and intention. And by the way, that that that, that the clock is still going to tick and the time is still going to yeah. pass either way. Either way. Yeah. You know, but it's actually, I, I believe this isn't my, it's easier to manage the circumstances, even though the circumstances are hard. And let me not be disrespectful to any of these challenging circumstances, but it's easier than to do that than it is to take responsibility and design the life we want. It's just easier. I do hope you're enjoying this conversation with Rick Tamlin and I here on Mojo for the Modern Man. Just a quick reminder, if you haven't yet, please do subscribe to Mojo for the Modern Man on your favorite podcasting service. Let's get back into it. Yeah, And I want to tease apart the, the take responsibility because that's also that's that's a word that's getting thrown around a lot right yeah. now. Yeah, or, or or one could argue it's not getting thrown around enough. <laughs> yeah. Being thrown around, it's not being taken. Yeah, 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 yeah. And 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 when when uh, and I know you and I are on the same page on this, and it's still worth unpacking because when we're talking about taking responsibility, that can be lumped in with uh, taking the blame, or that can be lumped in with duty, burden, and responsibility. A duty burden and obligation right and that's and, and it's it's not that it's not any of those things which begs the question of course so then what is it mm-hmm. well um here's how i sometimes like to think about it or say it out loud sometimes there's responsibility for then there's responsibility with responsibility with is is like a gift. Like uh, it's the, it's an opportunity. It has this energy of, I, I am a co-creator of this. So that's exciting. I get to take responsibility with my future, with that situation. And, and with, yeah. And with the circumstances, as the circumstance. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, because it's, we're living in a culture right or wrong. We have to go through this phase. You know, the blaming shaming game is the, is the name of the game right now. 
Yeah. Right. We, and we are, should note that, that 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 you and I are yeah. recording this on the on the thirteenth of November, twenty twenty. Even though it's not airing until twenty twenty one. Oh. Okay. Yeah, that we're well, 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 we're in. You know, from right. at the time you and I are speaking. You know, we're yep. in a circumstance again, not to get too political, but the what's what's well, we've got a health challenge, we've got a politic challenge. These are gigantic circumstances, and it's easy just to wake up in the day and see the news and react and then blame and shame and right. And we know how painful that is. What I what I have what I am learning is it. I I think this is true. I'm deciding. I'm trying to make sure that it's true <laughs> that this is painful for everybody. Like, I don't think we all want to be like this with each other. I don't think we do. Uh, and I've heard that from all sides of all aisles. Like, you know, people are saying it's so divisive. And it's like, yeah, you're right. And then I, you know, where I go is, okay, what's, what are you doing about it? Like, of course, what, what are you, what's your part in it? Which is... Uh, you know, I'll just go there, Ken, and name it is, it is this radical idea, but it's freeing. I think it, it's freeing for me. I hope it's freeing for other people when they hear this, is when I know that I'm a co-creator of all of this, it opens up to possibility. When I realize that I am somehow co-creating the circumstance, no matter what it is, not literally and directly, possibly, but on some level, I have created all of these circumstances. So this is good, and I want to I, I, I want to underline what you're saying, and and maybe take it from a slightly different angle, uh, uh, because it, it's 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 easy, you know, the mind want, when the mind yeah. hears often yeah. when it hears, well, I'm co-creating these circumstances, like yeah. okay, I'm 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 out there create, I'm out there fostering division in the world, and for some people that is absolutely true, by the way, um, and for others it's it it's charity begins in the home, mm -hmm. you know, healing begins in the home. Yep. And uh, to me, uh, listening to what you're saying, I, 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 the, the invitation here is to look inside, you know, start inside yep. looking in the yep. mirror and ask, well, okay, where am I internally? You know, am I willing to look at where I am divisive toward myself exactly. where am i yeah where am i divisive toward members of my own uh, household you know people that i love the most and it i think it's almost impossible to look there without actually finding something that needs attention completely agree i am so aligned with let's start at home in myself um this is a bit, maybe a spiritual concept. Maybe it's a metaphysical concept. Maybe it's a quantum physics concept. I don't or, know. Or all in, of the above. All of the above. It lives in one of those territories is, <laughs> you know, my world is a reflect, my, out, my outer world is a reflection of my inner world. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, and so to your point, like, where am I, where am I shaming myself? Where am I not forgiving of myself? Where am I, where am I judging myself? You know, um, because if it, because we, it, to your point, I love what you said a minute ago, it's hard to sit with that. It's easier to project it out than it is to sit with it, right. you know, meaning project it on somebody else, you know, like um, the other thing, Ken, I want to bring into this a little bit of a left turn, but I think it's an interesting concept that I've been training and talking about a lot. 
and I think you'll you'll know it. I think uh, it comes from my work with a Jungian, Carl Jung, Jungian therapist. Um, <clears throat> which my therapy, I'll just dare say it out in the world. I've been with this guy for eight years now. It's mostly a Jungian. It's, it's mostly a class. It's not a therapy session. But I, but I just to name it, he he talks about sixty to seventy percent of the time, which is fascinating. You know, usually therapy, you do a lot of processing, and but he comes in, and I love this. It's a two-hour call, twice a month. He comes in and gives me context about what's happening on a grander scale, and it becomes like a training. So I find that fascinating. First of all, just so much more interesting than me just blabbering about my own inner shit you know oh i swear <laughs> that's so, okay we i i i, ch- I checked the box that says okay that's explicit so <laughs> so here's the concept um and it's he just trained it to me about a couple of years ago and i realized oh that's what we're going through right now the concept of scapegoating okay scapegoating um the romans and the greeks knew this i am not a trained historian but i've done a little research and he trained me enough in it these live in this, this concept lives out there from ancient uh, civilizations. And we in the Western culture have decimated this stuff. So the human condition has darkness. It has fear. It has worry. It has all that, right? We just, it's in there. It's in our heads and, and it needs to go somewhere. And these ancient cultures knew this and they created rituals And one of them was a goat, literally a goat, from what I understand and from what he told me. And it was like, I'm making up this term, but it was like scapegoat day. And they would walk the goat through the village. And it was the day where you'd look out at the goat and whether you did something physical, I don't, they don't know. But, you know, whether you just energetically sent out your evil thoughts and your darkness to the goat or whatever. But it was like intentional. It was an intentional ritual to take the darkness and the fear and the freak outness of the human spirit, put it on the goat. And then they would just let the goat go into the, take to the edge of the village. They didn't kill it because they respected the darkness of the human spirit. But then they, you know, and then it was like, oh, I feel better. Now we don't do rituals like that in our culture. So we're doing it to each other. And we've, you know, so what I find fascinating with things like that is like these these aspects of the human spirit need attention. And we have sort of devolved, if you will, backwards. And like we made all that, we just threw all that cool stuff out there that was ritualistic to help with this. And now it's just, now we, we know where it's going. It's just going to each other. You know, well, you're the evil one. No, you're the evil one. No, well, you're more evil and you're lying. And right. And now it's all that darkness is now being projected instead of put somewhere responsibility, responsibly. Uh, I trained a team one time at, at a major corporation in this concept because they were just scapegoating each other all the time. They were talking to each other about each other all the time and they were colluding and it was like a mess. And I trained them in the concept. And of course they said, oh my God, we just need to do a ritual. Not, not with a goat, but let's do something else. And they actually put into place in their team development meetings or their team meetings, like a space to go, Okay, let's just put our fears, right? Let's just talk about them, get them out on the table, right? So I just wanted to share the really pragmatic part of this work in the world that's very like tangible and can handle all that's going on. 
you know, so anyway, a little bit of a left turn, but. Well, it's really, it's, it, as left turns go, it's, a, it's, an, it's an important left turn. And for those who've been listening for a while, you might recall um, the, uh, the conversation that uh, Rick Bronick and I had early, uh, early in the podcast, which uh, he, he talks about the importance of, uh, uh, of, of choice and, 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 we're look, and we're looking at dark mission and light mission. Mm, mm, so, mm. so often we just create a, you know, we create a very, for instance, a very, a very, very uh, flowery uh, yeah. sounding, uh, yeah, yeah, purpose um, that that leaves, you know, that that that's anything. Oftentimes, it's, it's anything but dark, right? And uh, one of the things that he highlighted uh, was the um, that he knows he wakes up every single day. You know, so thank thank you, Rick Bronick, for this. He, he wakes up every single day knowing that, you know no matter how he feels in the morning, whether he wakes up on the right side of the bed or the wrong side of the bed, he's, he's, he's at choice. He can either mm-hmm. choose his mm-hmm. light mission or he can choose his dark mission because it's always there. Mm-hmm. It is always there. Mm-hmm. And, and so I, 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 I love this love. left turn you've taken. It's really important. It's a big deal. I, I love that language. What's his name, by the way, Rick Bronick. Mm, okay. Yeah. That's good. That's good you work. Find the episodes uh, mm. th- uh, uh, four and five, I believe, mm. of of yeah. your podcast, of my podcast. Yeah. Oh, cool. Interview with Rick Bronick. Yep. Yeah, I love I love that language. Right, the language helps. Language is a good placeholder. You know, we have a dark mission. Like I think we have an unconscious dark mission. By the way. Yes. The yeah. Yeah, and the, and the and 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 by by giving it uh, language and giving it voice. It, mm-hmm. that, that unconscious stuff becomes conscious right. and, that, and that's where we get to be at choice about it. Right. You know, if it stays unconscious, then yeah, then it runs our life. Then it, yeah, it runs us in some way, shape or form. Absolutely. Thank you so much for joining me and my guest, Rick Tamlin here for the first half of our conversation on Mojo for the Modern Man. I'll be back with Rick again next week for the second episode. And, uh, He tells some more sweet stories, some poignant stories, and introduces us to his work in the world in a deep, deep way. So I hope to see you here for that. Uh, Meanwhile, if you want to get in touch with Rick, you can check him out on all the socials, Facebook, LinkedIn, etc. And you can visit his website, It's All Made Up. That's exactly the way it sounds. It'sAllMadeUp.com. And if you want to reach out to me, you can do so through my website, Cirrus Leadership. That's Cirrus is in the cloud, C-I-R-R-U-S leadership.com. You can have a look at my programs. Uh, of course, the I Am program for men, which launches at fairly regular intervals twice a year. And uh, sign up for my weekly newsletter and so much more. I invite you to come and take a look around. And with that, Please do subscribe to Mojo for the Modern Man on your favorite podcasting service. Be well, make it a great day, and we'll see you soon. Take care.